Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hi there. Before we jump straight into this episode, I just want to ask you a quick question. Have you signed up for the email list? If not, why not? And I ask that with total humility because I know that your email box is full and I don't want to take any space. But each week I send out one email. It will have a link to this episode or not this episode, but the current episode. And I try to provide some piece of value. This last week, I did a speaker tip. I try to provide something small, something that's easy for you to consume, because I want to help you take your speaking career to the next level. I hope that you will sign up. Let's dive into today's episodes. We're back to the nuts and bolts of speaking. We're going to be talking about contracts and why you as a faith speaker, someone who's speaking because you're called by God, need a contract. Well, you need a contract because we need everything in writing. People get very forgetful. It's not that they're trying not to fulfill their end of it. When you're planning an event, you're juggling so many different things. And you as a speaker, You may only have two or three things on the books right now, but my hope for you is that you're soon going to have a calendar that is so full that you're not going to be able to keep it all straight. That's why you need a contract for every one of your events. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like the word contract. I like to use the word speaker agreement. To me, it sounds kinder and it truly is what it is. It's agreement between me and the event that I'm going to bring a certain talk message to them and all of the surrounding parts of that, like how much will I be paid? Who will cover the travel? We're going to get into every bit of that. So let's talk talk about what it needs to be in the very beginning. The the beginning of that speaker agreement, I put host, if it's First Baptist Church of um, Arkadelphia, Pennsylvania, and then I put the day of the event and the time of the event. So I want all that right there at the top. I want my event planner. I want his or her contact information, their email, their phone number. And also I want to make sure I have that host location address in that document. I want everything because I'm big on getting every single thing in writing. Once I have the big overview, that's the broad of where am I going? Who is my contact? And what date and time do I need to be there? Okay. Am I contracted to be there? So then we dive down into the very specific details. And I like to call these the event details. You've got the date and time, but what is the date and time that I am speaking? This is where you get very specific because you may be going to a three-day retreat. And I want to make sure that if I'm speaking on Friday, Friday at 7.30, and then Saturday at 10.30, that all of that is spelled out in that agreement. And not only the times that I'm speaking, but the allotted time. 
I don't want to assume that I am delivering a a 30-minute message or a 40-minute message and the event planner assume I'm doing 75 to 90 minutes. So I want to be very clear. And let me just, let me just tell y'all right now, nobody needs to speak for 75 to 90 minutes. That's a lot. But I want to be very clear with the event planner of what their expectation is and how I'm going to meet that expectation. Over communicate, over communicate, over communicate. All right. So I've got my day and time or it could be days and times, depending on how many messages, and then the time allotted for each message. And then I also go into each one of those allotments. I talk about tech. So I like to have a screen and a slideshow where I hold the clicker. I'm sure there is an official name for that. I like to call it the clicker. But that's for me. Now, I'm going to pause and do a little caveat I want you to make sure that you're not dependent on that because you being dependent on a slideshow can destroy you if your tech fails and tech fails. So know that. But I like to have that. So it's something I ask for, but it's not a deal breaker. And I typically have a conversation before all the event details I hand over. So I ask Will you have a slide? Will there be a screen? Will I be able to run my slideshow? In what format can I deliver that? Do you use PowerPoint? Can I use Canva? And by the way, you can do it in Canva now. It's lovely. But I ask all those questions. So I'm aware of what I need to put in that portion of my agreement. And then I ask for the type of mic available. Again, I'm asking this in my conversation before I put this into my speaker agreement. I like to have either a lapel, I can't say it, lapel, or a headset mic. It is so hard for me if I have to hold a handheld mic because I love to talk with my hands. It's a struggle for me. I'm just being honest. This is where we are. I also like to have a cafe height table or podium somewhere for me to put my Bible and a bottle of water. That's just what I like to have. So that's my event details. It's very much just the the nuts and bolts of what I'm going to be doing day of or days of. Then I get into my financials. What is the fee? And what does that fee cover? Is it travel inclusive? Because there are two ways to do travel. You can do travel as separate where they book your hotel, they book your airfare, all of that. And I've done that. I've also done a travel buyout. So I'll just cover all the details of the travel for X. And depending on where I'm going, typically, if I'm traveling to the West Coast, I'll do like a $500. Typically, we'll cover airfare, hotel. Now, I will say, if you do a hotel buy, if you do a travel buyout, know that it's on you to cover all. If if airfare goes through the roof, you still have to pay it. Make sure you understand what you're agreeing to. So that's totally up to you. You can do that either way. For a beginning speaker, this is what I recommend. And when I say beginning, I mean somebody who speaks less than six times a year. I would recommend that you do travel expenses. So you would agree to book the airfare and book the hotel and you let them know how much that is. That can be put into the contract or 
have them book those two things. Now let's talk about transportation because are you paying to get yourself from the hotel to the venue, from the venue, or just from the airport to the hotel if you're traveling? So make sure that's in the agreement. You want to make sure everything is spelled out. If you're driving in, then obviously you will handle all of that yourself. But if you're not, if you happen to be flying in, make sure you know, are you going to be picked up at the airport or are you supposed to get an Uber and invoice somebody? Again, clear over communication. You just want to make sure. Now, there's one thing that I will pull out. If you're speaking at a conference, which is held at a hotel, oftentimes that will be a part of your agreement. The the conference will book you a room as a part of your speaking agreement. You do not want to have to travel from a different hotel if you don't have to because it's going to be so much easier on you to be there at the event hotel, go and speak, hang out with everyone, spend time with the attendees. It's just going to be a richer and better experience for you and for the audience that's going to listen to you. So it's going to be a win-win. Something else I really like to put into my fee portion of the agreement is rights reserved. You can record me, You can do a video, you can do audio, but you can't sell it. And if you do, I ask in the contract that you share it with me. So that's just something I like to have. If you're going to record it, I'd love to have a copy. And then also I put in there that I have the right to do product sales. I put and I reserve the right to do product sales with no revenue split. So in other words, I'm not going to give you a portion of my product sales. Never had anybody push back on that. Let's talk about, and this is in the same space, we're still in our agreement and we're in our finance pieces. Let's talk about deposit. So industry standard is a 50% deposit to book the date. So if you charge $1,000, then you would need $500 down to hold the date. So that secures the date in your calendar. It goes from being tentative to being a firm date, Once you receive that signed document and that 50% deposit. Now, signed documents. There are all manner of ways that you can get signed documents. There's DocuSign. There's Adobe Acrobat, which is what I use because I use it for other things. Those are paid services. But you can truly download it, sign it by hand, scan it send it back, have them sign it, vice versa. Once you have both signed it, then you send them an executed copy of the contract and you keep one on file in your file system. And we'll, we're going to do a whole um, episode on record keeping because it is essential. So we've got the deposit. So let's talk about the cancellation. Now, Nobody thought a lot about cancellations. I mean, they always had a policy, but COVID-19 and everything that happened in March of 2020 and all the events that canceled on speakers and all the speakers that lost everything because of force majeure, it was rough. But this is the cancellation policy that I like to have in place. 
I like to do a 90 days before the date of the event. If you cancel 90 days before or 91 or anything like that, then I will return your full deposit. Anything after 90 days, I retain the deposit and any travel expenses that I have incurred. Now, but let's be let's be honest. We are in the people business. And if you get a call like I got 15 years ago, it was recent, it really truly was almost to the day. I got a call, it was March. I was headed down a five hour drive to an event and they called me to tell me they couldn't pay me at all. Let me just say, my speaker fee was not big, okay? It was pretty small. I don't know exactly how small. I'd have to go back and find those documents. But not only could they not pay me my speaker fee, they couldn't pay me anything. And I was driving five hours one way. What would Mary today do that Mary 15 years ago didn't do? I would have been bolder to say, can you at least cover my travel expenses? Can you at least cover my mileage? First of all, I did not have an agreement or I didn't have anything. It was, yeah, I'd love to come. Okay, this is my fee. Okay, great. Oh, okay, and will you, and you'll pay mileage too? That's wonderful. That's all I had. Mary today would make sure she had a document. Now, what would I do if I got a call and I was a few hours outside of arriving at a weekend event where I was going to speak three times? And somebody tells me I wasn't going to be paid. I would probably go ahead and go. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've already made the commitment. But I would be a little bolder to ask. I would be smarter on the front end. Because the event planner told me she was really struggling with ticket sales. Mary today would have said, let's think about this. Do you want to postpone? I'd be happy to pull out if that would help you. Would that help if we did a postpone or what's a creative way we can work through this? But I didn't do that. So I say all that. Does he have a cancellation policy in place? But remember that this is a relationship business and pay close attention to your event planners and check in with them. I make it a point. Now, in all transparency, I do not speak like I used to. But when I was in a heavy speaking season, I made it a point to check in with my event planners, or you can have your assistant do it. Just somebody check in with the event planners and just say, hey, we're 90 days out. I just want to check and see how things are rolling, how are ticket sales. Just get a temperature check because you want to make sure that you're not left without an event or with an event that can't pay you. So That's just the nuts and bolts of contracts. I hope this was helpful. I know it's a lot to digest. I'm going to really lay it out extremely well in the show notes. So you'll have that information and you can visually look at it. It's a lot to absorb. I am so thankful that you stopped by today. Contracts, not the most exciting topic, but it's a topic that we need to address as business people. So I'm glad you stopped by. I look forward to um, helping you on your journey as you work and grow and 
craft that message that matters and take that message to the stage. You have a great rest of your day.